0: Good morning, Founder of Life Bible Church. How is everybody today? Good. fire and Fog here split four ways and buffed on both sides, so that's that's pretty doggone good. It's a beautiful day out here. It's a little warm, but like Matt said, you go up here to Bristol Speedway, it's warm up there. You go to the fairgrounds, it's warm out there. And go to the beach, it's warm out there, but here we are at uh, the sun, S-O-N shine, so glad each one's here. If you Get too hot, just uh, say the word. We'll have somebody come by with palm branches and try to cool you off. And if you believe that, i got a bridge out here at Boone Lake I'd like to sell you. But it is good to be here with you on the Lord's Day. And uh, God's Word tells us John 14, Peace I give unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, I've got our prayer request sheet here. Hold on just one second hold on here uh, Kim Penix, Wendy Lee Murph Ginger and Troy Pam Smith Morris and Carolyn Nora and Johnny Jack Shipley Thelma Thompson Kathleen Hilton Darren Sherphy Sue Nelson family Tracy Kent and the Cobol family and is, what did you say the name was uh, right here? You The EMS do? Ju- Justin and Gail? Ralston and Gail. All righty, we'll, we'll lift that up in prayer. Okay, mm-hmm. without any further ado, let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. Thank you for this beautiful day. For indeed, this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we lift up to each one of these special prayer concerns this morning and ask for your touch at the very heart and nucleus, the center of each need. You know exactly what we need better than we do, because as your word says, when we ask, we ask amiss that we might heap it upon our own lust. So let us delight ourselves in you, dear Lord, so that you will put the proper desires in our heart. We pray, Father God, that today your word will go forth and accomplish all that you send me forth to do. And Father, we pray that if anyone here does not know you as the Lord and the Savior of their life, then before this service is over, whether they're here or listening at home, that they will pray to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. You have told us that the word is nigh as even the word in our mouth, that if we shall confess with the confess the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. So, Father God, is this is day of all things for your glory. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' precious name. And all of God's children said, Amen. And Amen. Um, we, I uh, think we talked last Sunday we were going to be inside the sanctuary today. But we, seem like every obstacle in the world, we had on order... Uh, this uh, hands-free or touchless temperature thing so that when people came in, we could see if they had a temperature. Well, they, they said they're selling those houses faster than they can get their hands on them, so we that didn't come in. And we got in touch with both of our parish nurses, and neither one of them were going to be here. So let me say this. Uh, if you are a nurse or in the medical field and would like to do the temperature checking at the door when we're back in there, please see... Uh, Matt, Linda, or I, uh, we would love for you to do that. Um, and we just seem like every time we turn, see, we don't have also, we're not set up to do anything for the children uh, right now. So there's just, we ran into, so what else do we run into, Matt? So many other things. I know it is. So I don't want to say we'll be indoors next Sunday. We may be back out here, weather permitting. Then again, we may be inside. We will post it on the... Uh, internet and on our homepage uh, to let you know exactly for sure. But either way, it'll still be on 98.5. I'm glad we can do that. And we reach reached so many more people than we normally would. Uh, however, I just it worries me. I tell Matt, I just don't want people to get used to not gathering together to worship the Lord. Because God's Word tells us, Hebrews 10, not to forsake yourselves from assembling together so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now i've got some strong feelings like everybody else opinions are like noses everybody's got one and i'm being nice about that but uh, what's going on i think personally and you may disagree with me i think uh what's going on at the in, in the chinese were working on something in their lab and they either got away or they purposely released it uh because the way that they allowed uh people in their country to go to Europe United States prohibit them from going to other parts of their own country so many things you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see there's too much of a pattern here and then we have uh, the government liberals who are taking advantage of this to uh, demonstrate, uh, it's like we were talking earlier it's not socialism, it's, they'd like to see pure old communism And uh, but in any event uh, you know, I want to be, as God's word says, wise as serpents and harmless as doves uh, i've heard doctors say that uh, this isn't any worse than the flu and then you got those to the other extreme and then they used to say that it was highly contagious on clean surfaces or slick surfaces now they come out last week and said it wasn't they came out first the cdc come out and they said that uh don't need to wear a mask and then they turn around and say you need to wear people don't know what to believe what to think uh i've I think that I've come, you know, I'm 66 years old, all kinds of physical problems. I've just come to the conclusion, just everybody stay the heck away from me. <laughs> I know that sounds rough. I mean, i talk to people and everything like that, but I'm just not going to shake hands, you know, even if it's not that contagious. I don't want to catch cold, flu, or anything else. Uh, but our world has changed. Our world has changed, and it will forever be changed. But I'm telling you... Uh, is being politicized big time. People who have an agenda uh, to tear down the United States of America and our freedom, they've really taken advantage of it. Lies are being told, but again, you can find a medical or scientific substantiation from one extreme to the other. Uh, So therefore, pray and ask the Lord what you should do. You know, if I decide I want to wear a mask out there, that's my business. If you don't want to wear my mask, my mask out there, that's your business. But uh, uh, just pray. I believe in the power of prayer. Don't you? Amen. Just pray. He says, "Any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth liberally." So I believe, uh, truly believe in that. Uh, Other announcement-wise, don't know of anything. Do you know, Matt? uh, oh, this evening, since this is Memorial Weekend, there won't be a, a service online this evening. Uh, this will be the first time on Memorial Weekend that we haven't gathered all the motorcycles together and uh, rode over to the VA. From what I understand, I don't think you can go over there as a group like that now. So we we had to call that off. Let Let you need to Oh, Linda said he put out 18,000 flags yesterday. So if you can drive by, I'd say that's quite a sight to, to see. Um, well, if no other, is Eli Ferguson here today? Or Todd Ferguson, his daddy? No? Uh, yeah, we got, uh, he graduated from high school. We got a gift for, for him. I'll leave it right there all right um see if i can see thank you son help me out here um one reason i want to get back to the sanctuary so y'all don't have to hear me do music you can hear the praise team and i don't have to try to come up with this every week because i do music for my own entertainment and uh to aggravate linda but uh, <laughs> I hate to take my torment out in public there, but God's word tells us when you come together, you have a song and sing a song and and make a joyful noise to the Lord. And if you recognize some of these songs, why join in, uh, whether you can sing or not? Before time began, He knew what kind of man I was meant to be in all He oversees. He got it on my path And every step i trod, Proving without a doubt He is the living God So listen close my friend Be reading in the word He's coming back again Despite what you heard Happy to sing this song Cause it won't be long I'll soon be gone away With Jesus I will stay Bop, bop, bop through the day I'll soon fly away Won't be hanging here won't even shed a tear No more pain and sorrow Don't worry about tomorrow I won't be alone I'll finally make it home Bop 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 through the day I'll soon fly away Won't be staying here Won't even shed a tear No more pain and sorrow Won't worry about tomorrow I won't be alone I'll fake it home Bop 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 do the day I'll soon fly away won't be hanging here, won't even shed a tear. No more pain and sorrow, what we'll about tomorrow. I won't be alone, I'll finally make it home. <coughs> that goes out to after Glue and Buster. <laughs> and Martha Whiteflower presents that to you. <laughs> uh, I should have shown that with Linda. Uh, Bop, Bop, uh, Bop Opa Dula Stay, that's what I was Day, but I say it's a fast. Actually, that's Greek. Uh, upa means festival or celebration. Duos means servant. So it means uh, a servant praising God daily. But Upa dunas day. So you thought I would just sound like Chuck Berry there, but it's actually a... And he wrote that song. Linda Hardy. Half, <laughs> Matt Lindis asked me all the time, I said, why don't you tell half the songs I sing I've wrote. So, that ought to really scare the daylights out of me. Now, this next song I did not write, and since this is Memorial, yeah, there you go, Memorial Weekend, when I first heard this song years ago, I could not get through it saying it without getting choked up. Uh, Lord willing, here in a little while, when we start sharing from the Word, uh, I want to share a little bit about uh, uh, the Vietnam Memorial and uh, the Mall there, where they have all the war memorials. And uh, if you've ever been there, uh, I don't see how, if it's the first, particularly to the first time you ever go there, that you uh, can't can't hold back tears. And uh, this song, Matt, help me here. This paper's flying up. Just put it right under there for right now. The wind is. Thank you, son. I don't care what your mother says, I like (laughs) you. Saw her from a distance As she walked up to the wall In her hand she held some flowers As her tears began to fall She took out pen and paper and to trace her memories. She looked up to heaven, and the words she said were these. She said, Lord, my boy was special, and he meant so much to me. Though I'd love to see him, just one more time to see All I have are the memories and moments to recall. So what would you tell him? More than a name, more. She said he really missed the family. Being home on Christmas Day he died for And I forgot a country In a place so far away I remember just a little boy been a word since he was three But Lord, this time I know He's not coming home to me she said, Lord, my boy was special, and he meant so much to me. Though I can't see him, just one more time, you see. Oh, I have all the memories and moments to recall. So what would you tell him more than a the Lord, would you tell him it's more than a name? Oh, no. <clears throat> that was, um, oh, what's his name? The Statler brothers wrote that. He said he wrote that in about 15 minutes. Just a very very moving uh, So it's a touching place. I'm gonna have this to you here. If you'll lay it on that table for me, you'd be kind. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let me get situated here. And, uh, I think I'm gonna get off the stool here. Can you can move that back out of the way for me there, please. <laughs> There we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Again, I want to thank Frog and Bernie. They come out here and set all this up, get it dialed in, and tell you what, I don't know what we do without them. They're such tremendous, tremendous blessings, and we just praise God mightily for them. Uh, As I said, as you know, this is Memorial Weekend. And it's not veterans. A lot of times people confuse Memorial Weekend or Day with Veterans Day. There's a big difference. Veterans Day where we honor all those who have served and are currently enlisted. But Memorial Day is, is to remember those who did not make it home. Uh, in the United States of America, we've had some tremendous amount of uh, young men and women who have Going to far off places to fight for the United States of America and didn't make it back home. I just just the D-Day landing. Just the D-Day landing. United States of America lost ten thousand young men. Now you think of that. In one day, ten thousand young men never made it back home. In John chapter fifteen, verse thirteen, God's word says. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Let's go to the Lord in prayer again, please. Father, again in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do we come into your holy presence. Again, we thank you for this day, this time of fellowship together, this time that we can worship you, this time that we can give credit and appreciation for those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. For as your word says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Father, just taking that one verse, it instructs us to be and have gratitude. God is in all things for your glory. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen and Amen. Just like we said in that one verse. Uh, just to show gratitude, I I like to. I, sometimes I watch well, probably a little too much Fox News and and all that. Uh, Jesse Walters, Walters, rather. He uh, it's amazing. He'll go out there on the beach and such, and he'll interview young people, college students and such like that, and ask them very, very basic questions regarding our nation's history. And the ignorance is, is overwhelming of our young people, what they know about the United States. And that's not by accident, that's by design. Uh, a number of years ago, I was looking at some of the like social studies books, and you'll see a page or so dedicated to Marilyn Monroe, and maybe uh, half a page to George Washington or such. They, they put more emphasis on current events they do how this nation and the foundation of this nation that was founded on Judeo Christian principles. A soldier, I, I want to right off the bat, I did not serve. I went to serve, uh, went to join rather I should say, and it just wasn't meant to be. Um, again, like I said, my dad always said when I went to join, he said, Son, they are not going to take a person with one eye. And, I said, they might be desperate enough, Dad. You just never know. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate, here at Fountain of Life, we truly, truly, truly appreciate uh, our veterans, those who are currently listed, those who have made tremendous sacrifices. Just like Josh um, Josh Hall, uh, what he went through uh, before he came back home and uh, losing a leg and such. But uh, And we've... Uh, got families who have lost loved ones. In fact, if there a at the foyer inside the church there hanging on the wall, I want to read some names to you, that, and there's pictures up there. For years, right up here at Boone's Creek High School, these pictures of these young men who attended Boone's Creek High School, these pictures hung on the wall with their names. These are young men who went to Vietnam, who died in Vietnam, never made it back home. Well, my daughter was going to school up there, And I was up there one day for something or other. And so these pictures were over the trophy case there in the school. And I went by to look at them because I knew these young men. And they were gone. I went to the then principal and I said, Did you tell me where uh, those pictures are those young men who were alumni of Booms Creek High School who died in Vietnam? He said, I don't know I said, well, this is very important to me and I'm sure to many other people. Will you please do what you can do to find out? And they checked everywhere and nobody had a clue as to what happened to those pictures. Now, somebody, somebody somewhere was told to take those pictures down, knowing what they were, knowing who they were and took them down as though it wasn't important anymore. You see, Memorial Day is gratitude. That was not gratitude. That was ingrate. So we finally got pictures of those same young men. And they're hanging up there in the foyer. Might not put them back into school to remind kids that freedom is not free, like Darlene uh, and Russell put out there on the sign today. That's what they need to know. Is a high cost of freedom. But our soldiers are different. And because of the socialism that's being pushed down our throats, because of the communism, let me explain something to you. There's a man by the name of Richard Wormbrandt. If you've ever heard of the organization called Voice of the Martyrs, Richard Wormbrandt. He grew up in a communist country, was sent to Moscow as an adolescent to learn communism. However, he met a carpenter who led him to salvation in Jesus Christ. When he came back home and tried to meet with other Christians in a communist country, which they were underground, they could worship openly. In fact, in Moscow, they had executed over 100,000 Orthodox priests. For what reason? Just because they were Christians. And so, Richard Wurmbrandt was arrested. He was put into prison for 14 years. He was tortured. In fact, his book, Tortured for Christ, you ought to get that book. And the reason why they arrested him is because he made one statement in particular that, that they cannot tolerate. The one statement that he made was, communism and Christianity cannot coexist. Communism and Christianity cannot exist at the same time. You see, when Karl Marx said that Christianity is the opium of the people and it is, is a, is, is a passivism a for the oppressed, they believe that for Christianity to exist in communism, the, because Christianity will teach freedom, Individualism, and yet at the same time teach those goals and such uh, that are characteristic of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Richard Warbre. If you ever get a chance to look at, look up, what, or look up what his life, his bio, what he has done. i uh, like say, if you get a chance to read Voice of the Martyrs, it'll tell you right now in the world it will shock you of how many countries are persecuting Christians today. And in every one of these, it is to propagate communism, whether it's in North Korea, whether it's in China, whether it's in South American countries, Cuba. You see, and what worries me, what bothers me to umpteenth detail is we have, Americans have fought so hard to stop communism sometimes People don't understand why we were even in Vietnam. Now, there were a lot of mistakes made about Vietnam. Any any veteran would tell you that. Any student of history would tell you that. But the reason, the number one reason, was to stop the spread of communism. The North Vietnamese, who were supplied uh, armament from China and Russia, we're taking over South Vietnam that wanted democracy. And our country has always worked on the premise that if we don't stop communism, it will continue to spread. Just in Vietnam alone, the United States of America lost 58,000 young men. 58,000. Actually, over that. 58,000. That's far more than the population of Johnson City. And that's not counting those who were wounded. Those who have brought back home all types of post-traumatic stress syndromes. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And why did they give these great and ultimate sacrifices? So they could stop communism. Why? Because communism must shut up the Christian voice, must take away its religious freedom. For example, one of the number one atheists of all time, I talked about this a little last week, was Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins, uh, who was who is a famous atheist, has written about how dumb Christians are. His philosophy is actually based on pure Marxism. It absolutely blows my mind that we have people who are running for public office, proudly declaring that they are socialists. You know the difference between a socialist and a communist? Nothing. Communism is just a little bit more extreme than what the socialists are really trying to propagate. Socialism is the first step in absolute, total communism. And so sometimes I think in Revelation chapter 6, I want to share a passage of scripture with you. All these young men and young women who have fought against communism all over the world, and now, at this time, Thousands of people in the United States who would vote for communism, socialism. You can try to make the distinction if you want to. Oh, well, i love to hear the, the new atheists. They're called the new atheists and the socialists now uh, try to explain that they're not like the old socialists. They're not like the old communists. That's, that's a trip. You ought to hear how they try to explain it away. It's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. Here in Revelation chapter 6, starting with verse 9. When he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed, as it were, should be fulfilled. I can't help but think that these souls under the altar, those who have died, many of them well here the the souls is under the BBC judgment, Christians can see that what what's going on, what's happened to this nation they've even considered accepting that which so many thousands and thousands of Americans have died to prevent. And now running in public office on that topic. You know, when you first get to the Vietnam Memorial, actually all uh, the war memorials are on the mall. Absolutely amazing. The Vietnam Memorial that has all these fifty plus names chiseled in the wall doesn't stand up above the ground like most monuments, how they do. You start walking down to the point that it starts out at about like, two feet, goes all the way down, I forget how tall it is at the highest point, and then proceed back up again. When it, the architecture of that uh, sculpture, if you will, uh, first proposed uh, this particular monument, many people came out against it. Uh, it just wasn't like anything that had been done before to recognize and appreciate uh, a war memorial. And, um, but however, you know, when you first see it, you think, this is kind of odd. But when you get there, it, it, it's sanctified property. People start whispering. They start whispering. It's hallowed ground. And as you go there, I wanted to read the, the names of the ones we have up there whose names are on the wall there Bobby Hodges died in 1968. Keith Jones died in 1967. James Humphreys died in 1969. Larry Curtis died in 1969. My cousin, Donald Cook, Uh, Barrett Otto Ferguson, this is a close friend of Lorkey Tyree. We've had Folks here who have attended our church who have really touched us deeply. They didn't die there, but they carried the wounds of battle to the day they died. George Hatcher, who was a POW in World War II. Bob Whaley, who was a POW in World War II. This is Betty Whaley's husband. These men carried the pain and the scars emotionally and in their body that they endured for America's freedom. When you get to the Vietnam Memorial, getting back to that, there are so many people who still have problems with this particular structure. And so they built an additional, actually two additional monuments to the Vietnam Memorial. There are three infantrymen, statues. And as put, they're, they're situated in such a way as they are guarding... The names, the 50, over 58,000 names on that wall, they were positioned in such a way in, in, in full uh, fatigues and armor that they are watching guard over these names over the wall. There were approximately 20,000 nurses during the time of the Vietnam War who served there. And so there's another statue that's part of the Vietnam Memorial that shows a nurse holding an injured soldier, holding his head in her lap. All these are to point to remind us, to remind us, you you can leave here, you go wherever you want to today. I know even with the so-called restrictions that the liberals are trying to put on all of us, you can still go where you want to in most states. The rest of those states, I say, go through them real quick. But we have freedom. Not much is being, and we have to fight for it. If these young men and women who have died to stop communism, 58,000, right up from the Vietnam Memorial, there is the Korean Memorial. Over 36,000 men died in the Korean conflict. You see, they never even went classified as a war. They called it the Korean conflict. Many of our soldiers froze to death. Why did they die in Korea? Because of the 38th parallel above that. Again, just like in Vietnam, communism was coming down from the north to take away the democracy in the south. America came there, you see... We are instructed in Christianity to help the helpless. We are instructed as Christians to put our own selves in harm's way if necessary because we are told in Philippians to esteem others greater than ourselves and their needs more than our needs. 36,000 men died in the Korean conflict. And when you get to the Korean uh, memorial, you will see 19 statues. And there's a facial expression, different facial expression on each of these soldiers as though they are going through a rice paddy. And every one of them, the expression is they're scanning, constantly scanning to make sure to keep that the enemy cannot take over. And then there's a wall in the Korean Memorial that the same 19 faces that are on the statue are, and It's absolutely amazing how they've done it. You remember this, Dean, how the faces are inside that wall. And these are actual faces of Americans who died in Korea. And how they instilled that in the depths of that wall is mind-boggling. Now, in World War One, there is not a memorial, a proper memorial. There... In Washington D.C. at the Mall for World War One casualties, there's one small little monument there in Washington D.C. called the War Memorial that supposedly is to recognize World War One. But there is work t- being done to to try to to, to bring out uh, uh, the 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 memorial for World War One. There were a hundred and sixteen thousand. American men who died in World War One, many of them horrifically by mustard gas and just terrible, horrific situations. 116,000 World War One. You go on up a little further. You come to one of the newest memorials it's World War Two veterans. It's beautiful, huge. Uh, you, you need to see this, and it has. Uh, statues, if you will, or carvings regarding all 50 states uh, in a way that is positioned uh, regarding the the compass is absolutely amazing. The United States of America had 405,000 young men and women to die in World War II. 405,000! It's incredible, people. how The cost of our liberty. The cost of our freedom. You know, I read something one time. And uh, it was written by C.S. Lewis's wife. She wrote poetry. And she talked about those who died in the Spanish-American War. And in her poem, she talked about a soldier who was wounded. And looked up at the sky and how he saw the sky uh, as life was ebbing away from him and said snowflakes were s- slowly falling upon him. In so many war situations, and I talked about this on Mother's Day, so many times I've talked to, to different uh, veterans here who, who have been in Uh, Combat situations and the wounded and dying could hear them hollering calling after them their mothers The Civil War There are so many hundreds of thousands who died in the Civil War That all the deaths in the Civil War you take all the wars uh, that we've mentioned so far and put them together and it was still twice as much as that how many died in the Civil War And they said that one reason for so many casualties is young men who would be wounded by wounds that they should have lived through they were wounded so far away from home and their biggest concern was they'd never make it back home just to see home and they literally died from wounds that they shouldn't have died from because of lying there just convinced they would not make it if you ever get a chance to go by arlington seminary seminary (laughs) some some seminary should be a cemetery but Arlington Cemetery. Something that's interesting about Arlington Cemetery, 364 acres. You know who owned, this is my body, you know who owned the 364 acres is now Arlington? Robert E. Lee's wife. Robert E. Lee's wife. And at the time of the Civil War, uh, Lee was offered a position in the Union Army and he said it wasn't over slavery for him, or most of them. He said, no, he had to stand up for his home in Virginia. Uh, he taught at West Point. He got on his horse, rode back across the Potomac, back to to uh, his home in Virginia. And during the Civil War, her land was confiscated. They took it. Union Army took it. It was well after the war that her son and grandson were able to at least have the government to have some remuneration to pay them back. They got approximately $150,000 that, that land is, is what, what they got back. But at Arlington, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, a, it's, it's where our heroes, so many of our heroes are buried. And one thing when you look at that, there is the tomb of the unknown soldier. Tomb of the unknown soldier. If you ever get a chance to read about how they guard the tomb of the unknown soldier. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, there is a guard During the summertime, he will stand guard for 30 minutes before he's relieved. In the wintertime, he'll stand there for an hour before he's relieved. He'll walk 21 steps one direction, turn, walk another 21 steps, pause for 21 seconds at each time, and come back. You know why? Because that's the same tribute that you would receive from a 21-gun salute. And the guards of the unknown soldier... the the, the strictness that they put into that. It's it's a select group that's chosen for that opportunity that we guard. United States of America shows our appreciation for the ultimate cost, price, that we've paid for our freedom. I want to share something with you here. It may be a little lengthy. I I hope not too bad. A couple years ago, Chuck Richardson gave me a book. The book was called "The Final Salute." Now, what the final salute is about—if there's a death, say for example, uh, we had like uh, uh, I think in in Desert Storm and Afghanistan, all we had approximately over a total of all these there over six thousand deaths. And to this day, if all of a sudden they get uh, a call that an American has given the ultimate sacrifice in a foreign country, uh, it's their goal that within four hours to get to the family to notify them because in this day and age of electronics and such, they don't want to take a chance that somebody's going to call or hear or find out. So they do everything they can to get to the family within four hours to notify them of a death of a son. And... uh, to have that job, many servicemen said they'd rather be on the front line of battle as to have to be the one to go to a home to share the death of a son. And this is from that book, Final Salute. This is dealing with Navy Corpsman Christopher Doc Anderson. Now years ago, when I used to pastor at Liberty Church, we had a bunch of Marines who went to church there. and I would go over and PT with them. And they had this one guy called Doc. Well, Marines have a Navy medic, and when he's been with a group for a long time, he automatically becomes known as Doc. The Navy corpsman looked at the blue star in the window and the name underneath, and he felt his entire body wince. As a hazy winter sunset dripped the foothills in the suburbs of Longmont, Colorado, the eyes of Navy Chief Petty Officer Kit Doc Pugmire, fixed on the blue star and the flag signifying the family had a loved one overseas. Christopher A. Doc Anderson. The flags stitching red. That afternoon the corpsman and another casually assistant officer first met a navy chaplain. Together the sailors drove down the street searching for the address. Each home they passed was one more where life would go on Homes and families sat down for dinner and made plans for the holidays, discussed the arrangements of their Christmas lights. The SUV stopped in front of the home with an American flag flying from the porch, and the blue star flag that was about to turn gold, you see gold stars those who have given their child. Doc Pogma walked to the porch, pushed the doorbell, and felt as though a horse had kicked him in the stomach. Deborah Anderson opened the door. She saw the men in uniform and smiled. Oh, honey, she said, calling to her husband. The sailors are here. The recruiters are here. Rick Anderson came to the stairs and his face fell. He was a former Navy SEAL. He recognized the uniforms. Honey, we need to sit down. We need to sit down, he said. They aren't recruiters. When a hospital corpsman is first attached to a unit, the Marines will call the sailor by his or her last name and maybe just corpsman. Eventually, when sailors earn the Marines respect, they are called Doc. Once the fighting begins, the corpsman's duty is usually one of the riskiest. Corpsmen carry their own weapons along with loads of medical gear. The Marines say they will take a bullet for the corpsman because he or she is the only one who can take it out. Somewhere near Ramadi, Christopher Anderson's rings had called on their dock. Hours later, near Denver, Doc Pogmire received a similar call, one he hadn't prepared for in Field Medical Training School. A coroner, he was told, had been killed in action, KIA in Ramadi from a mortar attack. The dock had come full circle. That night, 22-year-old Kyle Anderson steered his food delivery truck along a crumbly gravel road of eastern Colorado. His cell phone rang, and he heard his father's voice asking him to come home, saying that he needed help with something. It was the first time in Kyle's life that he heard a waver in his father's voice. After serving in the Navy, most elite teams of Special Forces, and later earning a black belt in karate, there was nothing the old man couldn't handle. Kyle asked the question that immediately consumed him. Is my brother alive? No, his father finally managed. And Kyle hung up the phone on the other end of the line. His parents worried. The notification team offered to pick up the young man who was suddenly the couple's only son. When Kyle called back, his parents asked him to pull over. The sailors would meet him and help him drive back. He parked his truck near an intersection just off the interstate and waited, crying alone in the dark. Is this really happening, he wondered. As he waited longer, he thought, maybe they won't show up. When the sailors arrived, Kyle dropped his head. He got out of the car and stepped into the stained 25-degree wind, his tears freezing on his cheeks. Along the nearby interstate, cars rushed by at 75 miles an hour. They didn't even slow down. So many times families No, in this case the young man that died his mom didn't realize. She, she thought it was just the recruiters that he had talked to when he enlisted coming by to visit. His dad knew better. He knew what that meant. If you get a chance to read that book, The Final Salute, I, I guarantee you, you better have a box of Kleenex or a handkerchief near you. Because so many times they talk about it in that book when they come to notify a family, that's usually when they see those Marines in full dress uniform, that they'll start screaming before they ever open the door. They said that they've even had mothers who had slapped the soldiers who have bought. Notification because they didn't want to hear it and said immediately the reason why they sinned too is one to give the notification and the other to catch the mother. It's more than just the soldier that we are grateful to, there are families. Who go on suffering for the rest of their lives because that family has made the ultimate sacrifice. There'll be people all day today, their biggest concern will get be getting petrol for their grills, trying to get together and make sure they got uh, all the supplies they need. And tomorrow, a lot of the same thing. Rejoice because they don't have to go to work for a lot of families. 58,000 Vietnam veterans. 36,000 Korean veterans. 116 World War One, 400 to 5,000 World War II. Over 6,000 of those from Afghanistan Desert Storm and such. That's what it costs to be able to sit here on this hillside. And for we in America to take it for granted and want to exchange it for a communistic way of life boggles my mind. Richard Dawkins says Christians are stupid. He says that because of religious wars, uh, uh, Meyer, what's his first name it has got the TV show? Uh, Bill Maher, I'm sorry. Bill Maher, he, did a, he, he tricked people and lied to people who would be on the, the documentary he filmed uh, trying to substantiate atheism. And his, his big thing is, we have, and his statement was, we have to destroy religion so that mankind can live. And he talked about all the different religious wars and such. But you know what he forgot to put out there? How in communist Russia, millions were liquidated, genocide, killed. Just because they were Christian. Millions in China who were killed and still persecuted just because they were Christians. All these communist countries who have killed people just for being and professing Christianity cannot even compare to any religious, quote, religious war that's ever existed. He, he seems to leave that part out. They're good Christians or bad Christians. There's good atheists and there's terrible atheists, but they're more terrible than they are good because they have not the Christian morality and the teachings of God's holy word. When we read in God's word, for example, in Judges chapter 7, you see, I'm a firm believer there is something different about a soldier. In fact, God's word tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, God's word says, Endure hardness as a good soldier. And there's something different like Christianity. Many are called, but few are chosen. Back in Judges chapter 7, there's a a tremendous illustration. Gideon is putting together an army. And God sees over 300 men. And God tells Gideon, you have too many. Now, he was way outnumbered, way beyond 300. But God looked down and said, uh, You're out, I want you to slim down the number. So he slimmed down the number some. God said, you still have too many. God said, I tell you what I want you to do. He said, take them over to where they can drink water. He said, there'll be two kinds of people. There'll be those who will lay down and lap up the water like a dog. And there'll be those who will kneel down on one knee and they'll take the water and drink it out of their hand. Those who will fall down and laugh it up like a dog are not soldier material. The One who would bow down on his knee and drink the water out of his hands, he is scanning the horizon so he can protect the rest. That's how I see a true soldier. Just like those 19 statues at the Korean monument, their eyes are scanning Ever watching, just like the the three Vietnam soldiers, they're guarding the wall, watching. Just like right now, we have so many young men and women who are far away from home. We have people, young men and women, who are dying on battlefields, even up to now. When we look in 2 Kings chapter six, there's an interesting story. Elijah is sent out, and there is a tremendous army that's coming about to attack Elijah and his servant. And the servant's all the pieces because Elijah and the servant go out of their tent, and they look around, and they see thousands of people, the enemy, and here's Elijah and his servant. And Elijah's just as cool as a cucumber. The servant's basically, went, don't, don't you see? We're going to die here. And God prayed a little prayer. He said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant that he may see what I see. And all of a sudden, the servant opened his eyes and the whole hillside was covered in angels and chariots. Whole hillside is covered in angels and chariots to protect. God's Word tells us the battle is the Lord's. God's Word tells us precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God's Word tells us some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but our trust is in the Lord God Almighty. If you ever get a chance to read Billy Graham's book, Angels God's Secret Messengers, You'll read something that you'll do. You'll go back up and read again, make sure you have, you read that correctly. During World War II, and there were many aerial dogfights. There were large bombers that would just be strafed by uh, faster planes by the Luftwaffe. And there is recorded a recorded time and time again where some of these bombers, on the way to drop their payload had been shot up by the oftentimes faster jets that the Luftwaffe had. And the pilot and the co-pilot were clearly shot up. They weren't there. Billy Graham, you can tell us what it was in his book, said that there were other pilots in formation who promised that they saw glowing individuals, glowing individuals, Who were manning the controls of those airplanes. You see the United States. Is established on Judeo-Christian principles. There have been more missionaries. To spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sent out from America. Than any place else. This is the one place. That people all over the world. Beg, borrow, steal. Just to come here. But we are quickly. Quickly. Losing that freedom. One because our younger civilians, citizens, don't remember what Memorial Day is about. They don't care. The ingratitude of Americans. Right now, we uh we need to remember. Remember. God's word tells us to hide by remembrance these things in our heart. Just as Mary regarding Jesus said, she hid these things in her heart. We need to hold these things in our heart. If you would, I'd like for you to stand if you're able to, if you can. I want you to join me in a song here, and I don't promise I can hit all the notes, but I think it's very appropriate. For the land of the free and the home of the brave? Let's pledge allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Father, we thank you for this day and for all the many blessings that you give us. Let us not take our freedom for granted because it came at a high cost. Let us not be in grace but instead filled with gratitude. Father, I pray if anyone doesn't know you as the Lord and Savior of their life would they'll pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive you as my Lord, my God, my personal Savior, Holy Spirit. Please fill me to overflowing and thank you for saving me. Now, Father, please, guide us on going out and coming in and bring us back safely to the point of time. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name and all of God's children said, Amen. God bless you. Happy Memorial. We can be careful and we will let you know next Sunday we'll be out here or inside the church. Pray for us. We have five-